Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Florida braces for what could be a monster storm as Hurricane Ian strengthens and takes aim at the Sunshine State. Hundreds of thousands are told to evacuate. Store shelves empty, people fighting over bottled water as Tampa prepares for its worst hurricane in 100 years. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Florida tonight and will have the storm's track. Russian revolt. The long lines tonight of men trying to escape Vladimir Putin's draft, while the U.S. warns of catastrophic consequences if Russia uses nuclear weapons. CBS's Deborah Pata is in Kyiv with President Zelensky. Brett Favre fallout. The new questions tonight about the Hall of Fame football star's alleged involvement in diverting millions meant for the poor to pet projects. CBS's Nancy Chen reports. And like a scene out of a movie, NASA's plan to deliberately crash a spacecraft into an asteroid at 14,000 miles per hour. CBS's Mark Strassman shows us why. The threat is very real. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. Tonight, mandatory evacuation orders are already underway for hundreds of thousands of Florida residents as Hurricane Ian gains strength as it bears down on the state's west coast. Residents are filling up sandbags and flocking to grocery stores, clearing out the entire inventory of inventory of bottled water and other non-perishable food items. Outside gas stations, long lines of cars wrapped around the block as residents waited for fuel for their vehicles and generators ahead of expected power outages. Tonight, Ian is nearing the western tip of Cuba as a strong Category 2 storm with 100-mile-per-hour winds. 
It's expected to grow in intensity to a Category 4 storm with top winds of 140 miles per hour as it moves into the open waters in the Gulf of Mexico. Governor Ron DeSantis has declared a state of emergency for the entire state, and the city of Tampa is bracing for its first major hurricane in more than a century. The Weather Channel's Chris Warren is tracking the storm, but CBS's Omar Villafranca will start us off from Clearwater, Florida. Good evening, Omar. Good evening. Even if Ian doesn't make landfall here in Clearwater, meteorologists are expecting a powerful storm surge. I'm talking water over my head, flooding this entire area, and that's why they're telling people to get out while they can. For all practical purposes, get out right now. Okay, Everybody needs to go. Florida officials are sounding the alarm, ordering evacuations for nearly half a million residents in low-lying areas of Hillsborough and Pinellas counties. Today, Hurricane Ian lashed the Cayman Islands with 85-mile-an-hour winds. It is expected to intensify rapidly over warm waters as it approaches the Florida coast, bringing a storm surge of up to 10 feet. Governor Ron DeSantis has already declared a state of emergency. We will see on the Gulf Coast of Florida heavy rain, strong winds, flash flooding, storm surge, uh, and perhaps isolated tornado activity. In Clearwater, residents are stocking up on plywood and water. At one of several sandbag sites, it was bring your own shovel. Gabriel Alley, who moved here from California, filled his allotment of 15 bags. We're going to get these sandbags in front of the garage, in front of the garage door, in front of the front door, you know, and pray we're good. Farther north, a weakened Fiona still packed a punch as extreme storm surge tore apart homes on Canada's east coast on Saturday. Anyways, we survived, I guess is all we can say. Back in Florida, residents are already finding some essentials hard to find. There was yellow things over the gas nozzle, so I'm like, I guess it's out of gas already. Being out of gas, that's just crazy. To clarify, mandatory evacuation doesn't mean officers are going door to door, removing people from their homes. In fact, some people plan to ride it out at home. But deputies say if you call them during the storm, they might not be able to get to you. Nora? It's a good point. Omar Villafranca, thank you. And for more on when Hurricane Ian is expected to make landfall, let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Chris, good evening. Good evening, Nora. Hurricane Ian is a very dangerous storm, and it is getting stronger. It is now a Category 2 hurricane with 100-mile-per-hour winds. It is expected to get even stronger, become a major hurricane, Category 3, possibly even a Category 4 hurricane as it approaches Florida. Some of the stronger winds will begin to move into the southern part of the state during the day tomorrow. Here is one of the huge dangers with this storm surge, ocean water coming inland. Reasonable worst case scenario could be about 5 to 10 feet in some places. Then the storm is going to slow down and that means there is going to be a lot of heavy rain. So there is going to be a very serious flood threat. Flash flood, small stream and rivers throughout much of Florida, even going all the way up north into the northern part of the state. Chris, thank you. Tonight, there is growing backlash inside Russia to the military mobilization for the war in Ukraine. This as the U.S. has warned Moscow of, quote, catastrophic consequences if nuclear weapons are used. CBS's Deborah Pata is in Kyiv, where she spoke with President Zelensky about Putin's threats. 
A draft so unpopular, this man opened fire on a recruitment station in Russia, wounding its commanding officer. It's not our war, these Russians shout. We're not stupid meat, met with police firing gunshots in the air. The fighting in Ukraine has led to a revolt on Russia's streets and a frantic flight out of the country as young men dodge the draft. An estimated quarter of a million have already fled. I didn't want to kill Ukrainian people. These men did not escape. Ragtag soldiers sent to staunch Putin's losses. The war has come home to bite. They will face battle-hardened Ukrainian forces who have passion and purpose on their side, believing their freedom is worth the fight. And a wartime president who refuses to be intimidated, even if Putin is not bluffing with his nuclear threats, he told us at his office-turned-bunker, Ukraine is standing firm. We forget or forgot what does it mean to be afraid of Russia, and we don't afraid them. Putin needs a win in his war. He's desperately trying to ram through a vote to annex occupied Ukrainian territory, staged polls amid the ruins of devastated cities. Election officials accompanied by armed soldiers bang on doors, searching for voters. The residents of towns seized with bullets, now asked to rubber stamp ballots. The results of these polls slammed as illegal by the West could be out as early as tomorrow. They are certain to go Russia's way and Putin is expected to annex occupied land by the end of this week. Nora? Deborah Pata, thank you. Back here in Washington, we are learning new information about that phone call from inside the White House to a rioter on January 6th, which was first revealed on 60 Minutes. Here's CBS's Scott McFarlane. Tonight, we're learning new details about this man, 26-year-old Anton Lunick of Brooklyn, seen here on January 6th. Turns out he was the man who allegedly received a call via the White House switchboard on the day of the attack. The news of such a call was revealed Sunday night on 60 Minutes by former January 6th committee investigator Denver oh, wow, Riggleman. Happening. That's a big, pretty big aha moment. You get an aha Wait a minute. Someone in the White House was calling one of the rioters while the riot was going on? On January 6th, absolutely. And you know who both ends of that call? I only know one end of that call. I don't know the White House end, which I believe is more important. CBS News has learned that Lunick traveled to D.C. the night before the Capitol attack with two friends. The call allegedly lasted just nine seconds and was made to Lunick's phone at about 4.30 p.m. It's not known whether there was an exchange or if the call was sent straight to voicemail. A CBS News review of Lunick's case finds he left the Capitol more than an hour earlier at 3.18 p.m. after about 10 minutes inside. Illinois Democrat Raja Krishnamurthy is one of Riggleman's former U.S. House colleagues. I think that it's fair to say we all knew that the White House was somehow involved with January 6th on the very day that the insurrection was happening. Any information about this particular phone call would help to develop that narrative further. We reached out to Anton Lunick through his attorney to get more details about that call, but didn't get a response. A spokesman for the January 6th Select Committee didn't directly address Riggleman's claims about the call, but said Riggleman left the panel in April and has limited knowledge of the committee's work. Nora? 
Scott McFarlane on Capitol Hill, thank you. CBS News will have full coverage of the January 6th committee hearing on Wednesday, September 28th, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, on Wall Street, the recent slide in stocks showed no signs of slowing as the Dow dropped more than 300 points and entered into a bear market, down 20 percent from its high in January. Elsewhere, the British pound dropped to an all-time low against the dollar after the U.K.'s finance minister announced plans for the largest tax cut in 50 years in an effort to boost their economic growth. All right, overseas now to Iran, where the largest anti-government protests in years are growing even louder. Daily uprisings, mostly led by women, have been taking place for more than a week since the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini while in custody of the morality police. CBS's Rami Innocencio spoke to one of Amini's relatives. Women raging against rigid Iranian law, illegally removing their head coverings and burning them. Men joining them to protest a regime they all denounce as repressive. These are the biggest riots to rock Iran since 2019. At least 75 people have been killed, says a human rights watchdog. That number expected to rise. These demonstrations driven by the death of 22-year-old Mahsa Amini. The country awaits a final coroner's report. Her father says she was beaten by morality police, enforcers of Iran's strict dress code. Her head covering reportedly too loose. She was tortured, according to eyewitnesses, says Erfan Mortezai, Mahsa's cousin, living in self-exile in Iraq. She was tortured in the van after her arrest, then tortured at the police station for half an hour, then hit on her head and she collapsed. This was her burial in western Iran. Thousands paid respects. Protesters have even stoned images of the supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. If you could tell the Ayatollah one thing, what would it be? The old dictator is in his last days, he said. Iran's government is also accusing the West, especially the United States, of fueling protester fury. The foreign ministry says Tehran will respond to so-called American violations of its sovereignty. Nora? Rami Innocencio, thank you. Well, in a move that will further worsen relations between Washington and Moscow, President Vladimir Putin has granted Russian citizenship to former NSA contractor Edward Snowden. Remember, Snowden, who leaked thousands of classified documents online in 2013, is wanted by the U.S. on espionage charges and faces up to 30 years in prison if convicted. The fallout from the largest public fraud case in Mississippi history is growing. Former NFL quarterback Brett Favre's weekly radio show and podcast have been suspended by SiriusXM and ESPN after he was linked to the welfare scandal. CBS's Nancy Chen has the new details. New text messages show the pressure former NFL quarterback Brett Favre was putting on then-Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant. Favre requested money for an indoor football practice facility to help recruit a player for his college alma mater, the University of Southern Mississippi, in 2019. The funding in question from a grant program intended for low-income families. The governor responded to Favre's request. Use of these funds is tightly controlled. Any improper use could result in violation of federal law. The new text revealed in a court filing followed a similar request Favre made two years earlier for a USM volleyball facility. His daughter was on the team. The former governor wrote him, I am too old for federal prison. State Auditor Shad White uncovered the alleged corruption. 
he's still investigating alongside the FBI. I think the people who get their hands on big grants, typically big grants for poor folks, they think nobody's watching. Barfus facing a civil suit and has paid back the $1.1 million, but still owes the state interest. It's just this general idea that this money was supposed to go to the poorest people in the state. It has eroded people's faith in government. It's eroded people's faith in the idea that these programs can work, and, and it has wasted taxpayer dollars. Farfa has denied knowing where the money came from and has not been charged with a crime. The top state official and two others have pleaded guilty to misuse of the funds. Nora? Nancy Chen, thank you. And in what sounds like a story straight out of Hollywood, NASA tonight plans on crashing a spacecraft into an asteroid in a test that could one day be used to prevent a doomsday collision with planet Earth. CBS's Mark Strassman has the out-of-this-world story. This is the control room for a suicide mission, nearly 7 million miles from Earth. It is really hard to hit a very little object in space, and we're going to do it. Liftoff. Back in November, NASA launched this spacecraft called DART, the Double Asteroid Redirection Test. This DART's target? A harmless asteroid about the size of the Washington Monument, a moon to a larger asteroid. Its mission, not seek and destroy, but seek and deflect. And it's going to hit Dimorphos head on, which is going to change how it orbits around ever so slightly in the future. But enough to make a hypothetical asteroid threat miss Earth. The threat is very real. Lindley Johnson's NASA team has identified at least 10,000 near-Earth asteroids large enough to cause damage if they crashed into our planet. But no known threats for at least a century. In the sci-fi thriller Armageddon, Earth nukes an incoming asteroid. You don't want to blow it up. It's still coming at you. It's just buckshot instead of a rifle bullet. DART is a deep space nudge, not a nuke. And in a couple months, NASA will know whether it worked. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Laurel, Maryland. Pretty cool. Well, still ahead on tonight's CBS Evening News, an update on the investigation into that deadly shooting on Alec Baldwin's movie set and what the actor's lawyer is saying tonight. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
Nearly a year after that deadly shooting on the set of Alec Baldwin's Western movie Rust, the actor and others could possibly face criminal charges. The district attorney in Santa Fe, New Mexico, recently requested more money to pursue four potential criminal trials. Baldwin says a prop gun accidentally went off in his hand, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins. In a statement today, his lawyer said the DA's office must be given the space to review this matter without unfounded speculation and innuendo. Well, tonight, officials are investigating a deadly mass shooting at a school in central Russia. At least 17 people were killed, including 11 children. Two dozen others were wounded. The 34-year-old gunman, who once attended the school, took his own life at the scene. He was wearing a T-shirt with Nazi symbols. Coming up next, the planned crackdown on all those hidden airline fees. The Biden administration is planning a crackdown on hidden airline fees. The administration wants customers to see the true cost of airline tickets, requiring airlines to post extra costs like baggage and change fees with their prices. The proposed rule, which still needs final approval, would also apply to third-party websites like Kayak and Expedia. It doesn't make any sense. And we'll be right back. As we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, we want to highlight an artist whose name you may not know, but whose work is instantly recognizable. Here's Mary Lee from our San Francisco affiliate, KPIX. His works are bold, striking, imaginative. Carlos Perez David is renowned as a Latino artist. He's in the Mexican-American Hall of Fame. Less known is that he's the guy. Instantly, it has to say... That's an apple. Who drew what may be the world's most iconic logo, personally approved by Steve Jobs. If I would have known that Apple would become a $2 trillion company, I would have said, Steve, I'll do your work for free. Just give me some stock. Throughout the San Francisco Bay Area, you can see Pérez David's celebration of his heritage. This mural depicts indigenous cultures, most of his drawings honor his family. This is my tia. Very proud. It gave me the life to get me to where I'm at today, right? It gave me that foundation, the roots of myself and my culture. All in a career, both stunning and biting. Mary Lee, CBS News. Hope at least he gets a free phone every year. Well, that's the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at paramountshop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News. And you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.